0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Enigma Zone. I'm sitting here on this chilly day, Saturday morning, relaxing after a long week at work. I'm feeling, ai think I was a bit of jet lag. We recently got back from New Orleans. If you listened to my last episode, very informal, basically whispery and ASMR-ish. I was staying at the Dolphine Orleans Hotel and we are back home now. It's been an eventful, uh, it was an eventful honeymoon and I guess I'm going to tell you about it. Some places we went, some things we saw, stuff we experienced. It's not, it's going to, it's not really going to be a lot of paranormal because, well, we'll get into that, but it's going to involve a lot of travel and stuff going on. So if you want to stay and listen, you're very welcome. Let's start. By the way, did I tell you guys Happy New Year? Happy New Year. 2023 seems to be off to a rocky start, hoping, praying that it does not continue that way. Not just for me personally, but um, news-wise, like, Lisa Marie Presley just passed away the other day. Rest in peace. She was the only daughter of Elvis Presley. It, that was pretty crazy because, she, I, you know, I saw her on the Golden Globes like everyone else did, like, a day or two prior to that um they say she went into cardiac arrest um i don't know i feel like i don't know about you guys but i feel like there's been a lot of either like deaths in the celeb world uh, bizarre stuff i don't know and yeah like let's hope that doesn't continue the negative vibes in this new year but it's been pretty it's pretty abrupt and i don't know weird anyway so after the new year on the 2nd of January Phil and I my husband we went on our honeymoon to New Orleans Um, we had booked the trip weeks before um, after our wedding and we stayed there until Saturday January 7th which we then came back home obviously flew home um, this is our second trip together, believe it or not. Well, like flying. So it wasn't that bad. It was we flew United Airlines from, you know, Texas to Louisiana. Um, but people were like, why don't you guys drive? Um, I can't. I don't like road trips. I can't suffer more than six hours in a car. And from Texas is huge. So crossing even a portion of it, small portion is going to take you a long, long time, like over maybe 10, 15 hours. Uh, So that was a non-negotiable for me. And Phil, he doesn't, he wouldn't want to drive. So he'd rather just us fly. But our flight was pretty short. We took two connecting flights, unfortunately. No, one connecting flight, unfortunately, which was two flights. And it was pretty short. It was fine. So we got to the airport and we got a lift and to the hotel in the French Quarter. The Dolphin Orleans was 40 bucks. One way, which is pretty average in most cities, honestly, like that's even on the low end of the cost to get a lift one way, especially from the airport. If you're getting one from the airport, you're going to get. Yeah, even if it's 10 minutes, like our I remember when we went to Vegas, our lift was like the same. It was like 40 or 50 dollars from the airport to the strip to our hotel Bally's. And that was like 10 minutes or five minute drive. So, yeah, they'll they'll work you. In and out. Okay, sounds weird. So we stayed at the Delphine. It's very, it's pretty historic. I'm gonna make another episode about it. Hopefully, um, it started out as a uh, with uh, May Bailey. She was apparently the owner and the founder of the. What eventually would become the Dauphine. Um, she was apparently a prostitute, they say. And that was the first brothel. That was the word I was looking for. The first legal brothel in New Orleans. And it's on the French Quarter. It's right next to or behind Bourbon Street. If, or next to Bourbon Street, better said. And it's an old hotel. I mean, it was. it's very known to be haunted. It came out in YouTube's BuzzFeed Unsolved. If you haven't seen those videos, those guys, they're pretty funny. Um... Apparently they say that a couple of, um, prostitutes or sex workers, including May Bailey's sister, haunt the place, including also Civil War soldiers. Um, there's, and I, if you go to my Twitter, my handle is Laura, L-O-R-A-E-T-C, Laura, et cetera, or etc. Um, I posted a little short clip of us, well, not of us, but of the hotel, a little mini tour in the courtyard and the pool and stuff. We, I feel with Expedia, I've said this before, I think that you book a room and you pay for it, a certain room with a certain view, and they don't give you that. And maybe I'm just a doormat and a pushover that I don't like, um, what's that word? Like, not fight for it, but um, I guess, yeah, um, argue that. They always give you something else. Like when we went to Las Vegas, I booked on Expedia and I, we paid a couple of like a hundred or two extra for a view of the strip and they didn't give me the view of the strip or the view of the Paris hotel, like with the tower, Eiffel tower. And they didn't give us that. They gave us on the side of the bellies. Maybe I should have said something, but I mean, that's what happens. But yeah, flying is a bit annoying, like in general and Vacationing, and honestly, maybe it's because Phil is like the type of person that's just like, just forget about it, let it go. We're whatever. We're on vacation, so if it were for me, I think I would say something. But we stayed at the, I I wanted to stay at the, I think it was a certain room. They said it was more haunted, or like certain rooms that are the original cabins. They look like cabins, of in La Dolphine. But we stayed in the main big building. that's like three or four floor four floors, and we stayed on the third. Let me tell you, I don't think I got a good night's sleep the whole like five or six nights we were there because there's a lot of traffic, not traffic, but it's right next to Bourbon Street. And I mean, in the middle and the garbage truck, I found out that the city or the French Quarter garbage truck passes every night around like, what, four in the morning. And it's pretty loud. And surprisingly, while well, the hotel's pretty old, but man, those walls are really thin because we were on the third floor guys and we heard everything like in on, on the dolphin street that's the street name like on one night i think the last night i woke up to somebody screaming to somebody else it was in the in the street saying why what? what are you looking at man i'm gonna shoot you in the back like that you know you hear and i'm a light sleeper phil did not wake up whatsoever but i woke up every time i Another night, some girls were all drunk. In the hallway, they just passed by, and they were making a ruckus. And I woke up. I, it was like 3 in the morning. But, yeah, I mean, you can never... Uh, if you're a light sleeper, you maybe you should book a hotel not near Bourbon Street or not near in the French Quarter because, yeah, the walls are very thin. And the hotel's old and small. And, I mean, it could use some shushing up, I guess, Um but it is what it is. It's the experience, I suppose. So we also went to May Bailey's, which I also added a little, I think, photos and a clip on my Twitter, um, which is the bar right next to the hotel. It's part of the hotel thing. And that's the, the, that bar said to be haunted by somebody, by a woman that comes out in the mirror. I don't know. I didn't see anything. But I did get kind of some weird vibes. They remodeled it and it looks super chic, a little too... Little too. I don't know. I feel like they remodeled it and it looks really great, but they. I feel like they didn't keep any essence of the original building or structure or like aesthetic of the French Quarter. I don't know if it makes sense, but it's really cute. And we had. I had a Roman Coke on the house because if you stay at the Delphine, um, you get a free drink, free welcome drink. Um, it was pretty good. I I enjoyed it. Uh, the staff there was really nice. I honestly didn't... I felt so comfortable and safe in that hotel. The hotel... Like, the uh, people in the front desk, they were... It was almost the same ones every night. They were really welcoming and very, very helpful. And we landed in at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Or one. I think it might have been one because the plane got delayed. Our second plane from Dallas... Or from Houston. From Houston. Got delayed. And... You know, check in is at four. So Phil <laughs> and I were like, "Well, let's stay in the oh, ha- airport, you know, or unless we go down the French Quarter with our suitcases. I mean, that'd be that's not feasible." And luckily, it was his idea to call the hotel. And even though I was like, "Why are you calling?" They're gonna either they're, usually they tell you, "No, we don't have any availability to come in check and check in early," or they charge you an extra fee. So he did, and he did call, and the Lady in the front desk was very nice. She's like, Yeah, come on over. We can let you guys in early. And we did. We got a our room around 1 p.m. and without an additional fee for checking in early. So that was really nice. Um, so I really like that. Um would I stay at the Delphine again? I would I recommend people to stay there. Yeah, I do, I would because just for the experience. And it's a nice hotel. In what it is like in its own French Quarter vibe, um, but personally, maybe next time I would want to stay somewhere else, only because I want to experience different hotels, like especially ones that with so much history. Um, we met a couple, which I will talk about later. Hopefully, I don't forget. They say they said they stayed at the, they stayed at Hilton off the French Quarter, like right off. Because of all the noise and because they've heard that you can't sleep. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Nobody told us that, but that makes sense. So much sense. I'm drinking some coffee. Um, So as soon as we got to the hotel, we went exploring in the French Quarter. And the first thing that I don't know if you could hear Phil. He's like playing Pokemon angrily in his office. Ugh um was like we were walking down the street right and then this guy he was sitting with this a woman like right off like on the sidewalk like on a build like on the building a building step sorry and the sidewalk is pretty narrow there if you've been there it's an old place like he sees us coming and he puts his foot out like his leg out to trip us it's some it's a white guy and i'm like really i just ignored him i didn't say anything i just walked over his foot and as soon as we pass like he sticks his foot back away from the sidewalk and stares at us and obviously that could have been i don't think it was just a coincidence he looked like he did it intention, intentionally and that left a really bad taste in my mouth uh, right off the bat uh, clearly he was an asshole um we didn't, we just ignored him. We didn't say anything. Um, It wasn't like a homeless person. It was just some, some guy. Um, and I was like, really? I was telling Philip like really in Spanish, not like loud, but like really this fucking asshole. Like he probably did that like on purpose. And obviously the first year in the South, the first thing you think of is like, oh, it's probably race related. But um, maybe it wasn't. It kind of felt that way. And it wasn't our only experience in the French Quarter in in New Orleans, honestly. Um, yeah, that, that's something that kind of, obviously I knew it's the South, but I it's New Orleans. Like, there's a lot of travelers. There were so many travelers that we came across from all over the world. People from Russia, people from like Italy, uh, a lot of Asian uh, Asian people from different countries. We didn't see any Hispanics. <laughs> we were like the only ones there. Um, maybe in like, we, we went to this plantation, which I'll talk about later. We saw one Hispanic couple, um, and that was it. Um, and the people you do see that are Hispanic, are you, we've noticed, and we were told by a friend as well, who had been there years before they're all in service, uh, or like maintenance, you know, and which is, there's nothing wrong with it, but we got we it was really uncomfortable because we got dirty looks, you know, Phil and I different restaurants. We went we went to the Ruby Slipper. I think it's overrated and really expensive and they don't even have freaking like almond milk or soy or plant based milk. And like we sat next to this, these two guys, whatever, right? You don't think of anything, whatever. Um, the waitress was very curt. She wasn't very friendly. Um, she was very friendly to the next the people next to us, which were two white guys. And the guys kept staring at us. You know, you would think, and this happened a lot. And that was just like so uncomfortable. And I, where we live in Texas, there's a large Hispanic population. So we essentially grew up in this bubble where, you know, racism really didn't exist to us because everyone most the majority of the people were like us and people that are here that are caucasians or african-americans never we never had or asians that we never had any racist vibes towards them or us you know or anything like that and but that was really felt in louisiana and which was very surprising like you, I, was told, I was telling, I was telling Philip like you think we'd have the ms13 sign tattooed on our face um and my homie outfit I don't wear it I only wear it once a year. <laughs> I'm kidding like we're really very prude very pretty straight lace Philip is like he reminds me of like um Harold Lee from Harold and Kumar like the Hispanic version like he's just so square. Um, mine is the the, the marijuana bit. um he's so squared and nice and like reserved like we're really normal <laughs> we're not loud we don't even we didn't even talk to each other we're just quiet because you feel the vibe it's so awkward you really do and I was really surprised to feel that and it was really uncomfortable and after that guy put his foot out so he can like trip us that left a really bad taste in my mouth I just kind of wanted I felt really it hurt my feelings and I just wanted to go home honestly I was like oh fuck um, but yeah, they like would keep staring at us, like talking about like how the, what the ruby slipper, or red slipper, I don't know, how like the two guys next to us, how um, they were talking about like the Holocaust and how Jewish people and like how they it's kind of overblown. I don't know, like it was weird. And you know, they would speak kind of like louder, and like so you know, those people that try to sound super intelligent so you could hear them like in like in restaurants or whatever. There's like, so you notice and like, they kept staring at us. We weren't even looking that way. And it's not like you walk in and people stare at you like, oh, okay, well, maybe they've never seen a, a Hispanic person or something. <clears throat> no, like we'll be sitting in the restaurant and we'll get people turn and look a couple of times, like throughout our entire meal. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like we didn't pay. Like we're pretty normal. Um, I don't know. White collar people. Um, We're just Latinos, you know? <laughs> We were, we were dressed pretty decently, you know? It's not like we were having anything on our face or wearing anything funny or acting in a certain way that, that um, caught atten- unwanted attention, you know? Should have caught unwanted attention. Um, that was uncomfortable. We also went to the Café Fleur de Lis. I think I'm, that's how you pronounce it. They have the best bacon. We tried their grits. It was pretty good. That was the only place where I liked the grits. They were a little buttery everywhere else they are like bland so I'm not a big grits fan the same thing like I don't know and it's weird because even um the cleaning uh people in the hotel um I think she was Hispanic because she came in for housekeeping or like knocked and Phil opened the door and Phil doesn't really speak Spanish you know <laughs> like he doesn't really speak Spanish he doesn't understand most of it and or speak it um And she was like, oh, do you speak Spanish? Well, obviously, you know, I look Hispanic. And I said, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, and, you know, we started conversing of things about when, if they could clean the room later because we were there at that time when they were, if they could, you know. And even the lady was like, she was so pleasant and she's speaking Spanish to me, but she was like, like her face when she saw us, like it was just, like she's never seen people, like other people, like, I don't know, Hispanic people there like as guests, I'm sure there has been obviously, but it was just weird. I don't know the vibe we got. It was really strange. I had never experienced that. Well, maybe a little, even in San Antonio, like the Venice of the West, like (laughs) Phil and I, I think I talked about this also, like we went to the zoo. And then after that, we went to Shake Shack on the north side near the zoo because we wanted to try shake shack we've never had it before and people rave about it on the internet so i was like well let's go walking in we're the only hispanic people which is fine whatever you know nothing major but everybody stares at us the same thing you just feel the vibes of those stares and you sit throughout the meal and people turn and look at you like i don't understand (coughs) sorry i had to cough and it's not like, again, it's not like we were, it's just the two of us. It's not like we were being obscene or tacky or anything like that. Um, we weren't even talking loudly, you know, but it, it was obvious. It was just, it feels, it, they make you feel so small. And I have to be honest, like the people that I've, the experiences that I've had, like that, have always been from Caucasian people. Um, not all, obviously, but um, I feel comfortable when there are other minorities. Because... Um, it's just more comfortable because you're like, oh, at least I'm not the only one here. I feel like, you know, in those situations, not like in other situations. For example, we went to the Oak Alley Plantation, which I had booked weeks before. we were both avid. I studied history in college. I have mentioned that Phil is into, really into history, um, and we wanted to go. It's apparently one of the oldest plantations. It's beautiful. They had slavery slaves there at, at one point and they had the cabins and everything and we wanted to see it just obviously for cuz we were we like history stuff and it, the bus picked us up at the french in the french quarter by the natchez boat and it was an hour trip and there were which was fine we took that tour was I like the bus guy. The driver was like this Jamaican guy. And he gave us a whole tour of the city and history and stuff like that on the way to the plantation and back. And he was so cool. And I loved it. It was so interesting. And then we get to the tour. And the guy gives us the the Jamaican... (laughs) He keeps saying "Jamaican" because he had a cool accent. He was Jamaican. Well, the the driver he gives us a ticket and explains everything. He's like, "The tour's gonna be begin in twenty minutes. You cannot take pictures in the house. Um, be at the front gate or at the front door of the house t- five minutes before. You can roam the the uh, the plantation and the slave cabins and it's like a museum. They have all these like um things with it's like yeah, a museum." Um, so cool whatever and then we go to the front door and the tour begins and we're the only ones like it's us there's like a group of like shit i don't know like 25 people there's a group of like 25 people and it's only phil and i that are hispanic minorities and then this other couple that are um, this african-american guy and his girlfriend who's hispanic you guys you should have seen the dirty looks we got like the whole tour it was so so uncomfortable it was like they were all white and the tour guide was tour guide was fine but it was the other people that like the way they stared at us and like you just feel the energy you just feel the vibe vibe this little smirks the it was so so uncomfortable and to be quite frank with you i'm not one to be like oh everything's racism I and they're racist and i'm very sensitive it's not you know i i think i'm a pretty reasonable person unbiased person not super overly dramatic and sensitive in that manner but it was it was so uncomfortable like i wanted to get the fuck out of there and just go home like i hadn't that was the worst experience like i had never felt so small and it's not like they outwardly said anything or just the way they like they kept it was like <laughs> I I can't explain it. And people might think like maybe you're just looking for it, you know, not like looking for it like oh you deserved it, but like maybe you're super hyper aware and maybe you see things like you think things are a certain way and they're not, and it's not like you're looking for it, but it's just maybe you're like paranoid in the sense no like it was real like they were so weird and they were probably all to- uh, tourists from like the south because they sound they sounded really fucking southern and i was like oh great they're probably like from missouri or some <laughs> some state like that and it was so uncomfortable like it was horrible horrible like i cannot tell you you would have to be a minority and experience it i'm serious like it's crazy and i've i've and I've said this before, the only other place that I visited that I have never, other than where I live, for the reasons I obviously just <laughs> stated earlier, that I've never felt that vibe. I've never felt, I've never I've gotten those, like, stares or comments or, or like, racist vibe is Las Vegas. Um, and <laughs> I haven't traveled, I, we want to travel more extensively, but... um yeah, that was one of the few places. and we live in Texas and here even in Dallas, I don't like Dallas, and I've said this before because um' I, I visited there and it's they're the same way, like a lot of them. And usually the people that are, that I' my personal experience, obviously that I've that I've never felt like I was stared at like I was in a freak show was from my other minorities. They have always been very pleasant. It's like this hidden camaraderie, like, over oh, we're on, on this together. And it's always the bad vibes and, like, the being followed, The um, the um, like, in stores. The being, they're being, like, they're rude to you. Like, they're super nice to other guests in front or behind you. And the, those guests, oh, whoa, they happen to be, like, non-minorities. <laughs> you know, you notice that stuff. Like, they hold the door open for you. They look at you dirty. Um, they're, they're, all those have usually been from white people. And I'm not generalizing, obviously, but I'm just my personal experience. I remember I once tweeted um, that, like, oh, I don't like Dallas because they're super, like, they're not the friendliest to Hispanics. And some girl tweeted back, <clears throat> I didn't follow her or anything, but she was like, oh, well, I'm a Caucasian person and I have to disagree with you. And that's not true. And I'm like, really, if I were African-American, you would tell you would tell me that like would they tell that to a, a black woman like, oh, no, I would I'm, you're lying. That's not true. Like we're there. Like, how can you as a majority tell me about my experience as a minority? Like, that's not how it works. Sure. Obviously, not everyone in Dallas is like that. And that's not that it's not what I insinuated or said. And I I think I clarified that when I tweeted the initial tweet but you know it's like no now I know why people like what not not white people now I know why a lot of minorities in parts of the U.S. that are and there's a lot of racial discrimination are so um vocal of speaking against it obviously there should be because there should be equality and that's just so gross you know nothing worse than a racist but um Fuck, you feel it, and when it hits you and it's done to you, you're like, that fucking hurts. It sucks. Um, so that was the plantation tour was horrible. Like I would not go again even if they even if it was free. It was like 180 for both of us. Um it was like we left like at 12 and we came back like at five or six. Um the bus driver, I think his name was Anton. He said like Elton John but with an A, Anton. He was lovely. Um, I know I was like fucking scared. I was like, <laughs> "Where's the bus driver? Give me a hug. Me, I'm scared. I want to get out of here." Like it was just so uncomfortable. Like, like even and then we went to buy like to the gr- gift shop to buy some stuff, souvenirs at the plantation. Like the girls were so like rude to us, like the um, cashiers and stuff like that. Um, and then you notice that they're not like that too. And it's not like we're like, oh. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like you would think like, oh, these people are super ratchet and like loud and or, or not even that, just <clears throat> giving them attitude or something. No, we were always very polite and make sure to be extra polite um, <clears throat> for obvious reasons. And they still get, treat you like shit or we very like that. Uh, it's just a turn off. Um, but um, it was fun it wasn't the house the tour was like 20 minutes it was so short the house is pretty small it's cute was it worth it no for a myriad of reasons the tour was so small i'm glad it was freaking short because i don't think i would have been able to deal with you could cut the tension with a knife like they say like i'm not even joking um so i was happy to be black back in the french quarter even though you there you're you know you go to these restaurants some fancy some others not and you still get these stares it's like what you've never seen a hispanic person eat at the restaurant you expect them to be behind the counter like what i know philip is really pretty like he's really pretty maybe that's what i was thinking maybe that's it maybe they're just admiring him like what is this troll doing with that cute guy so maybe that's it (laughs) but we also anyway aside with that We also went to the, on the, on the dinner cruise to the, on the nachos boat. I think that's how you pronounce it. It was really fun. Um, it's a ferry. No, it's not a ferry. It's a steamboat. Sorry. And we had dinner. If you go, I do recommend it, honestly, but I would suggest that you eat in the first seating because they have two seatings. You pick, either you pick the 6 p.m. one when you first buy the tickets or the 7 30 p.m. one and the boat. Takes off at seven from the dock and comes back at nine p.m. Um, I didn't like the seven thirty p.m. seating for dinner because it felt really rushed. Like, by the girl was like hurrying us up really fast. Like we we ate like in thirty minutes because they were already cleaning up and like kind of shushing us out. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it was a fun experience. They have a bar. We tried their sunset on the Bayou drink. It was so amazing. It was so good. I really recommend you guys get that and get the first seating where it's 630 because the people there in the first seating had a lot more time to just eat dinner and enjoy it. And it's like a buffet style, um, kind of thing. It's cool. The drinks are not included in the package, but the dinner is, or you can get just the, the, um, ticket to be on the boat i really like that where else did we go we went to the voodoo museum we went to the voodoo museum it was super cool it was so small it's very tiny very claustrophobic it's right in the french quarter we saw a lot of things of marie laveau a lot of things of um obviously (laughs) voodoo there's so many things like uh sculptures and paintings and altars and things like that the people that are pretty the um either the workers i don't know or i don't know if they were the owners they were really welcoming and very fun i really recommend it it's we pay ten dollars to go in and take a tour of the museum voodoo museum it's very small it takes like 30 less than an hour but it's it's really worth it's very i recommend it it's worth it i never said anything after all we also went on this um history and paranormal and voodoo tour we met to the tour guide we got all these packages or things to do on expedia under the things to do you just search of new orleans and they come out um with this our tour guide damn i don't remember his name but he was this guy from alabama very eccentric uh very our tour was pretty small our group was like 10 15 people um, we met at cafe no, what was the name? Back at Town Coffee Parlor, and it's on—I don't remember the street, but it—I loved it. I think it's like black-owned because—and I say that because there was like so many. Oh my god, I don't, I don't want to get in trouble. Just a It was just a vibe. There was a lot of like black artwork. Everyone there—it looked like there was the owners. They looked like they were—they were, they were African American, you know. I think it was might have been the owners. I don't know. It was just a vibe I got, like the black-owned kind of theme. But it was pretty cool. I really liked it there. There. I tried their latte and their salmon bagel thing it was really good. And that's where we met our tour guide. And he took us to the cemetery where Marie Laveau is buried, where um, Nicholas Cage has this mausoleum. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't go into the cemetery because the way he explained it was that, I don't know, either some it was something about the church and the Vatican and the, or the, dio, not the Vatican, the dio, dio, diocese. I don't know something because of the the abuse they kind of separated and now they're not allowed tours inside or something. I don't know. Oh, there goes my dog. Oh, I haven't told you guys about our neighbors what they did. <laughs> Switch um quick little sideway gig or side what? Side note story. So I've been kind of detailing our our experiences with our neighbors. In other episodes, um, one set of neighbors, um, they've been, like, very creepy, borderline, allegedly, all this is alleged, stalkerish with us. They haven't done anything outright, but it's just the things they do. Like, I've explained it before in other episodes where if we're outside in the front yard, they'll go outside immediately. If we arrive home, somebody gets there right away, um... If we go to our backyard and I mentioned how our wooden fence is so freaking old that the wooden, the wooden, what is it called? The plates are just through the slits. You could, The slits are so wide. You can see everything, you know, to their yard and back. Like if we go back to their yard, they'll come out immediately. If we go on, like there is just so stalkerish in my opinion. Um, It's so uncomfortable. It's so obvious. Like on New Year's we were outside the backyard and they immediately come out and you could hear them like walking next to the fence like things like that so when we're in new orleans i get a notification on my blink the blink camera i checked it like 15 minutes after maybe that i shouldn't have done that but i did and guess who it is on the camera it's the neighbor's daughter allegedly it looks like her um who's standing right outside her bedroom window in the front yard walking back towards their yard, if that makes sense. Like, it's annoying because the camera didn't capture her walking into our yard, you know, in front of our window, but it only captured her in front of our window towards her back to the camera, walking away into their yard. So, like, what the fuck was she doing there? You know, I think it was the neighbor's daughter. It was part of their clan because they were going, she went into their yard straight, you know. Um, You could see that. Um, it's not like she came in to ring the doorbell or, you know, or anything like that because that camera and the doorbell never went off and it's really sensitive. So I see this and I'm like, was she trying to peek in the window? You know what I mean? And I saved the video and I showed my family. It was really fucking weird. Um, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I don't know what she's doing. Like, that's the only thing I can think of. Good thing my blinds were, like, the curtains are closed. But what? She was trying to open the window? Like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? That was the f- first thing we, we evidence we got of them being our property. And my brother-in-law um, suggested that I could file a trespassing warning or something like that. But, I mean, the neighbor, the do- the dad, I'm assuming that's a dad. I mean, I don't know. There's a bunch of fucking people living there he's like he's a cop allegedly so i was like really i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw down with the best of them and i'm not gonna win you know um but that was weird but i mean next time we catch something like that i'm gonna fucking i am gonna call police and i'm gonna i don't know blast them on the neighborhood up she would be embarrassed being weird what the hell are they doing you know it's it's really strange like they have no business there and my brother Told us like you should ask them when you get back home. Like, oh, did you guys see anything weird? I'm like, really, they're so rude and they're like really like snobby, and they haven't done anything outwardly towards us, like physically. Like, it's not like they've called the police on us or anything. It's not like we. It's just the vibe and the things, little things they do. It's like almost like they're stalking a prey, allegedly. You know what I mean? Like, right now, in the right right now, I took out the trash and I'm I'm gonna. I washed the trash can in our kitchen because it started smelling weird. So I put it in the backyard and filled it with water, soap, and other detergents in there. And the guy, I think it's like the son. He looks like he's in his 20s. I don't know. Um, immediately comes out and sits like, you could see everything. You know what I mean? It's a wooden fence, but it's so old. And it's so, the like I said, the beams or the plates, I don't know what they're called. The flat wooden um in spanish we call them tablas <laughs> they're so far apart you can see everything it's just so awkward and it's like it, they do it on purpose and philip even notices like he never did before he would tell me like oh you're just imagining things he's like oh my god they fa- like the neighbors just got there the neighbors are right side outside like i go he goes to wash the truck and they have to be out they immediately come out they don't talk to him or do anything or you know what i mean but they're there the whole time the whole time he cuts the grass and they're there the whole time. <clears throat> he goes inside. They go inside. I let the dogs out. They immediately come out. We turn the light on, on of the porch on the outside. They immediately do the same. And they do like the because you could see the big beams of like and my dogs bark at them all the time. Alexa, stop timer. <clears throat> I don't know. They're just creepy. I feel like. We're living in the you on the show, the Netflix show I um, I don't know. Obviously, I don't have concrete evidence aside from that weird, bizarre video where she, that girl, she's like what? I think she's like 20. I don't know. Around that age. No no older than like 23 or something. I don't know. Um, they're just really weird. And then my sister, I told my sister I sent them the video clip. And my sister says, um, maybe they're the reason why your house was sold in the first place. Because we moved in a year ago, exactly. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Probably. Because they're fucking weird. Like, none of... We have two other neighbors in the back. One in the back and one in the other side. And they're not like that at all. Like, at all. Like, they are never come out in the yard. Um, Which they did, whatever, you know? It's not that big of a deal. It's just... These guys are really weird. Like, they... I feel like I'm in Big Brother, you know, like if I go outside, I'm like looking over, over my shoulder and I feel like they're going to watch me through the fence because they've done stuff similar, allegedly, to that. <clears throat> it's just strange, like I wouldn't be surprised if our house is bugged and then I'm thinking, oh, my dogs didn't want to eat when we come back. I'm like, what are they getting poisoned, allegedly? I don't know. My mind just goes <laughs> places because I don't trust anybody, but they're fine now, the dogs, but they're just, it's very strange. Very, very strange. And they never said, they've never like set, had conversations with us. I think only one time where my dog, my 10 pound dog did dig a little hole in under that fence. And I guess, I'm assuming she might've gone into his yard. I don't know. But the, they did men, tell my fiance, at the, well, my husband that, um, oh, your dog did a, dug a little hole. If you guys could cover it up because we don't want it to be, become bigger or whatever. That was the only time. And we were like, oh, yeah, of course. We hadn't noticed. I was like, yeah, sorry about that. That was the only time. Um, again, we don't have to be best buddies with the neighbors. I don't want to be best buddies with my neighbors. Any of them. Um, no offense. Um, or, like, they need to be welcoming or hi- or a freaking hello when we moved in. No. I mean, that's fine. Each their own. But they've been very, like, stalkerish, in my opinion. Very. Like, very. Like, very weird. And um, I told you guys my garage broke well the garage and we haven't fixed it. So we've been parking outside. So when we went to New Orleans, we took our car and we left it at the airport. And then two days later, or like a day later, that girl comes in front of our house and in front of our bedroom window. I don't know what the fuck she was doing. You know what I mean? Like they're just, remember I told you that they would supposedly dump trash on, on the on the other side of our corner. Like they live on the right side of us. They would walk and throw their trash on the left side corner because that's where we throw our palm trees, trash or whatever branches. And since we got the cameras, they don't, I haven't caught them doing that anymore. (laughs) I caught them once, supposedly. I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to push, like play with a mouse. See how far they can go. I don't know. I'm praying that they find a better house, a nicer house, a beautiful house in a better neighborhood and get the fuck out of here. And like the next person is not crazy and annoying and stalkerish, in my opinion, like them. Um, Because it's really uncomfortable. Like I don't even want to go in the backyard or the front yard. (laughs) You know, even getting in my car, like because of the garage being broken, it's like they'll be outside or they somehow arrive a car arrives immediately it's weird and it's not like again it's not like we're trouble troubling neighbors or cause a ruckus or anything where we throw parties we don't even throw parties we don't have loud music we never play music outside or we don't have trash in front of the house it's really clean or we're not like we don't have not given them any reason to be in our opinion, stalker-ish, like they have been, um, they're really weird, like, really fucking weird, <laughs> so it's, like, oh, my gosh, I don't know, I wish I could build, like, a brick fence, or, um, so I don't have to see them at all, um, we want to replace that side of the fence, but the, the thing is, whose fence is that, you know, that fence looks older than, like, the cop neighbor you know what I mean so and then how are we gonna ask them like hey excuse me is this your fence or is it our fence it looks like it's on our side and based on like the um where it's located and our what's it called layout or that the thing they give you ah I forgot the measurements of your house the design like when you buy the house like um it looks like it's ours the way it's faced too if that counts it looks like it's ours but you know what I mean? They're so weird. Like, how are we going to? I don't even feel comfortable knocking on their door. You know what I mean? Like that. Or Phil's not going to want to do that because he thinks they're fucking weird. Um, I think they freak him out. <laughs> so, yes, I don't understand their obsession. I'm going to play the Mariah Carey's, why you're so obsessed with me. Like, I don't understand. Like. I wonder, are they like that with their other neighbors? Are they weird with us because we're a young couple? Um, Like, are they fascinated? I mean, I'm not that hot. I think I'm starting to think that Philip, Philip is the one like, maybe they just want to look at Phil, you know? Maybe that's it. You know, I'm going to sacrifice him to the lambs. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know why they're like that. They're, they're really weird. So if I, if we are ever dead or say that they come in the news that we've taken our own life, that's not true. Um am not saying that our neighbors are killers. This is just, this is all alleged in my imagination, maybe. But you might have to solve our murder in this crime podcast. <laughs> So yeah, so to say like, oh, I'm gonna go outside in the backyard. I want to buy like a patio patio furniture and sit and read a book. Like I can't do that because then they're just there. You know what I mean? I haven't caught them like staring at me, but I'm like, I'm I'm not, I'm afraid to look. Like I'm not even kidding you. Like if we walk alongside our fence, the inside the backyard, maybe to water the plants or like dig something or like a a, a plant, dig a plant or. Or just whatever, like, they they are right in the backyard. They come out immediately, and they're just there, lingering, listening. They're really strange. Really strange. So back to New Orleans, what else did we do while we were over there? We went to the Voodoo Museum. We went to the World War II Museum, too. Like, I I regret suggesting that because Phil is a nightmare in museums, and I'm a nightmare, too. Let's be honest, because... it was like we were there for like fucking five hours maybe I'm being dramatic it was like four four hours and a half because he has to read everything and I I need a snack and a drink and I need to sit down like I'm I get tired I get bored and I love history I'm I I guess I like reading it more than like museums or something because yeah like it's just it was really freaking long um (laughs) I find out that they do have a uh, bar and a restaurant at the end of the tour, and it's like really, why couldn't they just put it in the middle or tell me beforehand so I can have a relaxing time at least drink. It was super freaking long. It was really cool though, but it was really long. I was like really annoyed at the end. I was like, forget this. I want to go home. Um, <clears throat> so I do recommend it. It was probably like sixty bucks between both of us, maybe seventy around there. A little overpriced, but whatever. Yeah, it was kind of expensive. Well, yeah, I guess so. Like every meal it was like fifty dollars at least. I don't know, maybe because we weren't very good at picking restaurants and we, we tried to like skip lunch or you know, but it was like we went to that Ruby Slipper place and it was like fifty dollars fifty dollars and we just ordered two plates and a coffee and he ordered like a orange juice. That's it. Um We went to the Napoleon House restaurant. It was really good. We tried their mafalata sandwiches. They're amazing. They have the best jambalaya. I really liked it. Um, We went to Cafe, the one that's on Jackson Square on the corner. I think it's called Almeida or Palmeida. I don't know. They have really good burgers. Where else did we go? Restaurants. We went to a place called Deja Vu in front of the Dolphin. It was so... They have really good burgers, but it was so freaking weird. Yeah, I wouldn't go again. I tried their Bloody Mary and it was so gross. Like, ew. I don't know. If I've never had one before. But next time, I'm not going to go there. Um, where else did we go? We went to Dad Dog, which is in the French Quarter I have, they have, it's like hot dogs and stuff like that. It's really good. It's, it's like super hip. It was good. We went to Cafe du Monde, um, which was great. I liked it a lot. I liked the cafe ole We went to Cafe Beignet a couple of times for breakfast. Um, it was, it was good as well. I tried beignets. They were pretty good. Um, not the best thing I've ever had, but they were really good. It's like a donut, it's a donut, um, But they were good, I guess. It was worth the experience. We went to Jackson Square. We went to, oh, that tour. Back to the tour. He took us around the cemetery. He took us to Congo Square. Let me tell you guys, Congo Square was something else because if you've been there or if you haven't, well, it's basically a little park, a park right near, in the middle of French Quarter, near Marie Laveau's house. And that's where, according to the the, um, tour guide, they would, was the main site of slavery, slave, um, selling, and later on was a site where, a site where they would perform voodoo, a lot of voodoo, including Marie Laveau and things like that in that park. Let me tell you, that park, there's something there, man, because you feel the vibe. You feel it, like, and it was more so where the statues are, um, the big statues. If you go, you'll notice. Like I started getting like weird vibration all over my body. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. I've spoken about this before. It was. It was like you. I, I. don't know if it was like supernatural or something. And I rarely get it, but I did get it there. And it was like. It was like a weird. It was my spidey senses. <clears throat> and then we in front of Marie Laveau's house. Sorry, I have a napkin. Also, too, like it's really, really small, it's cute. Um, I also felt the same, like I started getting like these almost in my spine, all the way, like radiating from my the crown of my head to my feet, like on the back, like energy. It was weird. I didn't feel that in the voodoo museum, so that's I don't know why. Coffee break, but I did feel it in Congo Square and Marie Lebo's house, it was really bizarre. I did not experience anything paranormal at the Delphine. Philip said that you could hear a knock one, t- like the first night, but again, the walls are so thin you can hear the other people in the other rooms too. Um, we toured the hotel uh, as best as we could, um, but we didn't. We did not experience anything. I was expecting something, but no, we didn't. Not saying it's not haunted. It's just so we didn't experience it. Where, where else did we go? Think, Laura. Think okay we went to oh we went to the bayou we went to the swamp tour at the bayou um that was fun um the bus picked us up in the front quarter and it's like 35 40 minutes away and the bus driver was awesome her name is amika i think i think her name is amika she gave us a tour as she drove of new orleans and the history and it was so fun we passed right next to the ninth ward <clears throat> which is the site of that received a lot of damage during hurricane katrina that was a topic of discussion during the tour on the way to the bayou that was fun well fun in the sense you you, you learn history not like because it was a fun thing that happened you know um, I was really shocked at how destroyed New Orleans is. Like, it's really destroyed. Like, fuck. Like, no offense. Like, the expressways look like you need to power wash them and then throw them away. Like, I tweeted. Like, they're they look ra- rickety and rackety. Like, you're they're gonna break any minute. Even the parts of the expressways that are being constructed, they look really like old and moldy. Like it looks unstable the city itself the french quarter is cute but oh my gosh people are gonna get, don't judge don't be upset with me but honestly like even san antonio the venice of the west the downtown san antonio is so much more well preserved and kept than new orleans this french quarter and like i'm not gonna talk shit about where we live anymore or texas the infrastructure here is amazing like, it, it looks clean. The, It's just shocking. It really is. Like, the houses in New Orleans. I mean, I feel like there's a... From what I... I don't know. I'm not an expert. And I may get things wrong. And I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend anybody. But, like, you could tell the... the. I mean, like, like, unless you own a, a mansion as, like, house in New Orleans. The disparity between the... Almost, like, the upper middle class and the working class are... It's very, very noticeable. And it's almost like there's no middle or working. All, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like the houses, the neighborhoods are really destroyed. Like they're, they're, everything's so gloomy and gray. And mind you that when we went, it was a bit rainy a couple of days, but then the sun came out and it was fine. But I was shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, we got to see a bunch of the levees, like people's backyard, sometimes near the expressway. There's a big ass levee. Like that's crazy that was cool to learn about it, um, but I was shocked, I was shocked at the condition of the city, like, in the neighborhoods, even the nice, in quotation, nice neighborhoods, they were, um, I don't know, it it seems like, like, the bus driver said, um, oh, if you can tell, like, the government has, or the state has, um, abandoned the french quarter because there's so many projects like and on the road that are not completed a lot of people's roofs are covered in um and like tarps is that what they're called tarps and even other places that are not in the french quarter like and you can it's, it's obvious like not even there only in the french quarter and not in the french quarter in the um ninth ward or passing the ninth ward. i hit the microphone sorry but other parts of the city like You could, they're really, you can tell that the government does not keep up with the maintenance of the city, or it looks really like, I can't explain it. It's not, I'm sorry, it's not a beautiful city. Coffee break. And it's not like, oh, it's because of, I don't know. Like there's no the grass is all dead like there's nothing, the houses are all destroyed. Um, which obviously people ha- can do what they what they can. You know, it's not like anything personal, talking trash like that. It's just, I don't know. It's just it's pretty. It was pretty. Uh, it was shocking, to see to see. Um. But the French Quarter, obviously, because it's the you could tell that they put all their money in there because it's the main tourist area. And even the French Quarter, it's so cute because it looks like it's like in the 1800s. But a lot of it looks like it needs maintenance, too. And there's a lot of trash in some parts, Um, especially around the cemetery where Marie Laveau is buried. There's so much trash and glass. If you're going on a tour, a walking tour, I suggest you take closed shoes, especially tennis shoes, comfortable shoes. Don't take any like sandals or open shoes because there's like glass and like everywhere and you could cut your feet like the big pieces and stuff um what else do i suggest oh we went to the bayou it was fun i was everyone there looked like from again it was like weird we were there was other like there were asian people there and um, i think another family that went on our boat that were also hispanic they looked hispanic but i think it said they're from houston um, but everyone else was like, sometimes you would get like uh, vibes. Um, uh, but everybody, like the captains of the boat looked like from Duck Dynasty. The captain of our boat was named Dustin. He looked like a hotter Samurlod from True Blood. <laughs> but, um, he was, he was a good, he was good. Like he would, um, he gave a good tour. We saw alligators. Some were really big. We saw a bunch of raccoons. The wishing tree. <clears throat> it was fun. Philip and I, two tickets were probably like oh shit, I don't I don't know, like 130 for both. So yeah, it was like they picked you up and if you're gonna go on one of those tours, take I would do recommend unless you take your own personal vehicle, I do recommend you take the transportation and just pay a little extra with a ticket. Because honestly, like I mentioned, a lift to one one way is like forty dollars. So it's kind of you save money that way. And they're pretty fun. Like the way there was really fun. I was really nervous about it because I don't know. It was just like, oh, I'm gonna have to sit in an hour for like an hour on the like on a tour bus or on a van. I don't know what kind of vehicle is it. I get anxious really quickly. Like I don't know <clears throat> things I can't control give me anxiety sometimes, certain things. So I do recommend that. The, um bus tour we also went to the lori mansion um it's not called that but if you google it that's they give it gives you the exact directions and it looks exactly like the pictures but um so we just go went on the outside took a picture <clears throat> um it's called something else uh, i'm like oh what a wasted opportunity imagine how much money they can make if it was a museum I think at one point, I want to say it might have been, but I guess it changed ownership. I think, didn't um, Nicholas K. it at one point? I think, I think it was pretty, it was nice. It was like four stories. I don't even know, three, four, maybe more. Um, it's on the corner and it has crazy history. So we went to see it. I was like, let's go see it. I was also going to, I wanted to go to see the house That comes out in American Horror Story Coven that is the, what is it called? The witch's house where they stay. (laughs) The preparatory school. I don't know the word. Um, It was like 35 minutes from the French Quarter. I was like, oh, never mind. No. So that was a good thing that a lot of the stuff we did was in the French Quarter and we didn't have to take a lift. We took like three lifts and that was it. Um. Um, and the other activities that were far away, like the plantation, the god awful experience and the swamp, they had transportation, they provided it. So that was fun. We also watched some souvenirs and then we just came home. I was happy to come home. I was like, I'm tired. I, I don't know. It was bittersweet. Um, the trip, um, and I was just glad to be back home. I was like, I'm done, let's go home. I've had enough of New Orleans. Um, but would I recommend you go? Yeah, go for it. Go just do so at your own risk. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but that's it for today. I, um, I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.